What up, what up, what up? It is your boy, LL Cool Cow. Let me make sure you guys are able to hear that audio, man. I totally forgot to do that. Hold one second, y'all. Yeah, I messed up. I messed up. Oh, I messed up. All right. You know what? <laughs> I should just quit and just do this tomorrow, man. I am tired. You know what? I messed up big time. I messed it up big time. Hold on, y'all. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna wing it, yo. We're just gonna wing it, yo. Screw it. All right, hold on, y'all. Let y'all play this real quick. With a bombshell announcement out of Tokyo this morning, reigning Olympic gymnast champion Simone Biles withdrew from oh, the USA Gymnastics man. team final. That decision came down just minutes after she left the arena during the competition to have a trainer check her out. News Force Derek Ward joins us live now with more details and reaction from a former Team USA gymnast, Derek. Good morning. Well, we're still learning the details of that. And uh, we do know about the incident that uh, maybe a couple of her routines didn't go as planned. Uh, she might have stumbled and she was seen talking to her trainer, trainers and then seen heavily bandaged. Now, she spoke with NBC earlier today and here's what she had to say about how she's doing physically and emotionally. Take a look. I'm okay. Just super frustrated how the night played out, but super proud of these girls that stepped up and did what they needed to do. And now we're um, Olympic silver medalists. So it's something that they'll cherish forever. Physically, I feel good. I'm in shape. Um, emotionally, that kind of varies on the time and the moment, you know, uh, coming here to the Olympics and being the head star of the Olympics is not an easy feat. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time and we'll see. Well, she sounds like she's handling that. And, you know, the athlete's mental health is so important and getting a lot of attention this year. With me now is Dominique Dawes. We're at the Dominique Dawes Gymnastic Academy in Clarksburg. You can talk about some of the intangibles as a former Olympian, former gymnast, uh, of the intangibles that she's going through. Now, not just the physical injuries, but the emotion. Well, the majority of people out there don't understand the amount of pressure that she's feeling. I felt that in 1996, I knew as one of the leaders of that gymnastic squad known as the Magnificent Seven, I knew that all of my scores needed to count for Team USA to win. And so I remember before marching out in the Georgia Dome, full of 50,000 people cheering, I had an emotional and mental breakdown. Um, I dropped to my knees with my, my team captain, Amanda Borden, and we prayed together. And I stood back up and recognized that it's not just about me and it's not about me doing it alone. So I can imagine the pressure that she's feeling. In addition to that, I've heard that there might have been a little bit of a mental block that she experienced on the vault. I went through that my whole career, and it's very hard to get out of that slump. And then with regards to physical pain, every single one of those athletes out there, elite and Olympic training athletes, they're experiencing some level of pain and they can learn to push through it or sometimes they do need to stop and that might be what she's doing. And you know, we, we talked about Naomi Osaka and there is uh, some attention now being paid to the mental state of the athletes. I mean, they've got the country, uh, I guess the it's aspirations of a nation resting on their shoulders, but they're still human and they still have their own issues. It's, this kind of, a, if this has to happen, is this probably the best time with this awareness now, at least, that we have about? I think it's important that people do recognize the mental health 
implications, the pressure, the physical pain, the sacrifice, the commitment of her whole childhood for this one moment. And this is not how she envisioned that it was going to be. When I fell at the 1996 Olympic Games on the floor, that was not how I envisioned it was going to be. And I went through years and years of many nightmares of that experience. The mental health piece of this is very important. What I do love about Simone, and I know that she'll be okay, she's got her Catholic faith that she speaks and is very vocal about. She's got her mom and dad, that support system. And if you look at her on social media, she's even got a boyfriend and she's got friends of her teammates right there. So she's got a support system around her that I never had. And so I know that she'll work through this, um, but it will be a tough time for her. Now here at your academy, I've seen some kids uh, like the two to three years old um, in a lifetime of training for this. Some of those people may end up in the Olympics. What do you tell them about the inevitable setbacks that they're going to suffer. I will say this at my academy, which is the Dominique Dodge Gymnastics and Ninja Academy in Clarksburg, Maryland. It is not about getting to the Olympics. It is not about getting on top of the podium. It is truly about developing happy, healthy kids in life and developing the whole child, physical health, emotional health, emotional health, mental health, social health. All of that is important. And so I'm not about having a young kid sacrifice their whole childhood for a slim shot at making an Olympic squad. It is about making sure that they're learning all the amazing values and characteristics that'll help them become happy and fulfilled in life. Indeed, and you know, we see the gymnasts performing alone, but they are part of a team. They are part of a team. And what I love about this Team USA is they truly seem as if they are teammates, they are friends, they are laughing together, they are smiling together. That is not what I experienced in the 90s. Things were just a little different then where we were very much competitors for our whole career. And then we came together for that one 16 days of glory to be a team. This group of girls, they have done training camps together for years. They have gone through the ups and downs together and they could share and connect with one another. And that was lacking back then. And so I love the fact that Michaela Skinner is speaking out about Simone and knowing that she's going to, you know, step up and hopefully come back. Uh, but that friendship bond is very important. Indeed. Thank you so much for that invaluable insight to that. And I'm sure we'll be learning more about uh, Simone Biles' condition and what her future looks like as this day progresses. We are live in Clarksburg, Derek Warren's Sports. Back to you. Certainly a big loss, but great to hear Dominic Dawes. Simone Biles is already a hero, and who cares if she if she couldn't finish and, and compete? And I'm like, what world are we living in where an Olympic athlete could quit in the middle of a team performance? And I want to show you the clip. I, I think it's of her bad vault and then her telling her teammates she's quitting. Let's run that clip, and then I'm going to continue. Very uncharacteristic vault for Simone, but it looked like she got almost lost in the air. I love you guys. So here's I've done this. I've got my medals. This is your first time. Go get them, girl. I'm going to sit over here in my mask and cheer you on. This was just too much for me. I've seen a video of our press conference after this where there's nothing physically wrong with her. She's just saying this was too much stress. And I'm looking at the media 
and, and, and everybody afraid over social media. Oh, this little black girl, if I criticize her, I'm going to be accused of racism. So everybody's going the other direction like, where you go, girl? Black girl magic. You looking out for your mental health. You and Naomi Osaka. You go, girls. You show everybody. This woman just quit at the Olympics, and I'm going to tell you why I'm calling it quitting, and I'm not accepting an excuse of, oh, the mental stress. You can't imagine. Jim, we weren't around then, but do you think Jesse Owens was under some mental stress in 1936 at the Berlin Olympics? Was he that black dude? The black dude that ran in front of Adolf Hitler yeah, and put a, the Nazis on their ass. Yeah, he was, he was under, under some stress. stress. Yeah, he was under some stress. Yeah. Did he fold? Did he quit? He, he, he made Hitler turn around and walk off. And so this is where we've lost it as a country and then lost it as black people in this country. People gave their lives sacrificed everything so that we could represent this country, so that we could achieve the kind of things Simone Biles has achieved. Mm -hmm. And you can't get to the biggest stage on the planet where all these people have sacrificed their lives for you. You can't get to that stage and go, oh, I'm not feeling it today. I quit. Are you kidding me? And we're co-signing this and acting like this is appropriate and normal. And I'm talking directly to black people. Do you know, you think everybody died so that we could vote for Democrats? That that's the ultimate thing. They died for our freedom. They sacrificed their lives so that we could achieve things that they couldn't. So that we could, re we fought, Jesse. Take your time, bro, take your time. Frederick Douglass fought for the right for black people to participate in the Civil War. That's how bad we wanted to be a part of this country. We fought for the right to go off and die in civil war. You think there was some pressure on them? You think there was some stress on them? What are we teaching these kids? What are we teaching these young people? Why the hell are we convincing them that representing America, no big deal? It's some willy nilly thing we can just walk away from because oh, the stress is just too much. And let's applaud this bull Are you kidding me? Does Simone Biles know a damn thing about what people did for her to get this opportunity and, and running around calling herself the GOAT with the GOAT on her uniform? This is ego run amok. This is not courage and Oh, I'm protecting my mental health. What, what, what? Jim, how have we convinced young people and, and a whole generation of Americans that somehow our mental health hinges on 
these little key moments in athletic events. And that you've flown over to Japan to compete on this team. And somehow, oh my God, if I go out and continue to perform and give my best effort, my mental health could collapse immediately and I could die of depression on the spot if I just don't stop here. Let me just stop. I just performed poorly. I just blew it in the vault. Let me, I'm just not feeling it today. If I don't stop now, if I don't quit, I could fall into a depression and fall into a coma and perhaps COVID. What up, what up, what up? And it's your boy, LL Cool Cow. Sorry once again for the technical difficulties in the, at the beginning of the show. I don't want to listen to this tubalard keep ranting about bull crap. So listen. I'm gonna try to keep it. Uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna keep it PG because I am. I am a godly man now. I am. I am following Christ, so I'm not gonna go in how I wanted to go in. But this is episode 57. It's called Clarity. Here at Calvin's Conscious Climbers, you know what we believe. We believe that since words have meaning, we have to use those the same words by their definition. So, the definition of clarity. It is a noun. Definition of clarity: the quality or state of being clear, lucidity. There is a lack of clarity in many legal documents. That is that is highly that is that's very true. We are talking about clarity tonight, and uh, clarity also ties into mental health. And before we start off, let me say this prayer because I don't want to. I want to pray first before I talk about these two videos I tried to show you guys earlier, so I don't go off on the, so I don't get in my flesh. Father God, I want to say thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to go um, to go forth with, um, I believe, a word that you have given me to give to your people and the people that doesn't even follow you, um, but uh, to plant a seed and to word a seed, but it's you that gives the increase. Father God, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. I uh, pray that you are speaking and not me, not my flesh, but you will be edified, you will be glorified. And the world will know and come to the truth of your son, Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. All right. Now that we got that out the way, we started off the show with a video with Dominique Dawes. If you don't know who Dominique Dawes is, um, she is the reason why Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles and a whole bunch of other African, well, um, Native African-American, Native African-Americans um, have done gymnastics. Um, you know, back in 96, um, you know, she was under a lot of pressure as one of the only um, um, Native African-Americans females on the team. And as she said, you know, back then, like, hey, we're all competition. We're in friendly X, Y and Z. Then I had to give another um, viewpoint of the spectrum with Jason Whitlock. If anybody know who Jason Whitlock is, Jason Whitlock is used by. Racist white people in power to voice their true opinions on black athletes, but they can't say it themselves because then it would be, you know, it would be blatantly racist. People, oh, you're a white person saying this about a black person that's racist. So what they do is they get Stephen A. Smith's and Jason Whitlock's to come in and talk what they want. You know, they 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 pretty much read from a cue card of what their um, white counterparts or what their white or what their white bosses tell them to say. Jason Whitlock, he is not Uncle Tom, he's Sambo. Jason, Jason Whitlock, what have you done in life besides gain weight 
That's what it is. I believe Jason Whitlock, he hates African-Americans. That's like he said, I grew up in the projects, this, that, and third. He probably got picked on. None, no girl wanted to talk to him, this, that, and the other. You were a loser when you was growing up, and you a loser now. At the end of the day, Jason Whitlock, you are a loser. You don't know what it's like to have pressure on you like that. This is the reason why you could talk that talk. Because you, you don't have nobody relying on you because <clears throat> no one wants to be with you. Do, you. do you even have a girlfriend? Do you even have a family? I bet mean, you go home and be by yourself at night and you probably got a cat. Yeah, you got you got money, but if you didn't have money, no one would no one would be around you. I could tell off camera you are miserable. I could tell off camera that you are miserable because you spend most of your time bashing black people, and I don't understand that. The only real thing you said was voting that we that people died to vote Democrat. <laughs> That's the only real thing you said. But you are a you are, and I don't use this word lightly, but you are a coon. You are a coon because there were plenty of other black athletes that that have um, buckled under the face of pressure. And you take mental health lightly. Like I said, you don't have no one relying on you. Who do you have relying on you besides yourself? You are selfish. I know you're selfish because I could look at you and tell that you're selfish. Because if you had anyone... To go home to, they were told you, hey, lose weight. Well, you probably do got someone at home, but they probably feeding you so hopefully that you could die sooner so they could collect your insurance money. But I could tell that you are selfish by nature because you're gluttonous and you are bitter and you, you are bitter at the way you grew up. You are bitter how that you wasn't accepted in the African and the native African-American community growing up. This is the reason why you hate athletes. You probably had a girlfriend in high school and she probably cheated on you with a athlete. That's the reason why you hate athletes. But we're here, we're not, we're not here to talk about you or roast you tonight because that's a, I could I could do this all, I could roast you all day, fam, but we're not going to do that. The bigger issue is this. We'll be talking about mental health and how important it is to get clarity when it comes to your mental health. Here at Calvin's Conscious Climbers, I, Calvin Joshua Taylor Sr., I advocate for mental health. I have, um, I was raised in the projects. Uh, I wasn't raised by my real parents. I was um, adopted by my great aunt and great uncle. That right there has his own issues that you have to grow up with and, and struggle you, you, struggles you have to overcome as well. So I do speak to someone once a week and sometimes twice a week. Last week, it was twice a week because I was going through some things. And I wish I, I wish mental health in the African-American or the native African-American community wasn't frowned upon. I wish growing up that seeing a doctor for your mental, um, your mental roadblocks and stumbling blocks was looked at as a good thing. How many more families could have been saved? How many more lives could have been saved? But we don't look at it as a cool thing. Oh, you're crazy or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Heck, if a if a if a, if a parent was getting a daggone check for a kid, that was made fun of growing up. I I remember this. But we are talking about mental health. We are talking about 
Simone Biles and why, you know, I'm not here to say she quit, whatever. Only she knows the reason. And once again, only God knows the heart. I'm See, when we try to judge her intent, this is where we go wrong because we're not God. You can't judge no one's heart unless God showed you what's in them. Unless God showed you, hey, this person's heart is full of this, that, and third, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And like I said, the definition of clarity is a quality or state of being clear, lucidity. There's a lack of clarity in many, in many legal documents. I want to start, I want to highlight this Bible verse when it comes to mental health. This is the reason why I feel like, you know, we do have, that we do struggle with a lot of mental health. It's because what do we place our value in? What do we hold dear to our hearts? What is our idols? What is our own gods? Because we all have gods. We all have little gods in our lives that's not built on the foundation of rock, but sand. And it's, and it's, and it's verified here in Matthew 7. Everyone that who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. What are we building our house on? What are we building our lives on? Are we building our lives on a gold medal? Are we building our lives on a job? Are we building our lives on just being a good dad? Are we building our lives on just being a good husband, a good wife, a good fiance? Or what are we building our lives on that is not rooted in the truth? Anything outside of God you build your life on, you're building it on sand. Irregardless of how the world views it. So, once again, we cannot judge Simone Biles' intent on why she said, I'm good. The only thing that we could look at is what she has gone through and what has been done to her. And from prepping for the show tonight, I read that this, this female, this lady, she was sexually abused by the, by the team doctor for years. And the United States gymnastics people, they covered it up. And we all know when children are violated sexually, it takes a lot of things from them and they try to use a lot of band-aids for those bullet wounds. So maybe she was using gymnastics and the winning and the winning and the winning as a way to overcompensate for what was taken away from her. Maybe being on the floor of gymnastics made her feel normal. Maybe being on the floor doing gymnastics didn't make her think about the molestation. Maybe being on the floor of gymnastics wasn't making people think about her, her molestation. She used gymnastics to overcome. Now, is that the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do? I'm not saying either or, but the word says that if we're building our stuff on sand, when, when the rains come, it didn't say 
it may come, it won't come. It says, and the rain fell. So that means we are going to experience some tough and turbulent times. And when those tough and turbulent times come, what is our foundation built on? Like I said, I don't know this. I don't, I don't know Simone Biles personally. I don't know. But whatever she used to compensate the abuse she went through and the pressure that she has gone through, you know, um, I believe she's a Catholic. Um, she is a Catholic. So, you know, you have that, you have that piece in there as well and their belief system. You know, God said man should not be alone. Just not, and I also, I believe also is like, you should not be alone when you're dealing with your issues. You need someone there with you. You need someone there to talk to, this stand in third. And, and what these people have to understand is we are not built to handle stress. This is why Jesus said, give me your burden because, and I give you my yoke because my yoke is easy. So no one, under, I, I ran cross country. I did sports in high school. And the most people I probably played in front of was probably no less than 300 people. And that was nerve wracking. But to have the whole world watching you, to have the whole world looking at you, for the whole world to expect that you're going to win automatically. And the sad part is this. No one took into consideration what if she would have just ignored that and say, you know what? I need my validation fulfilled and get a gold medal. And what if she would have cost her team even meddling? And then let's say we wake up this just in. Simone Biles um, is found dead in her in, in her hotel room. Then what? Everyone's going to say, oh, she's dumb for letting all that go to her. I mean, that's how we are. We are double-minded people. Psalms 119 verse 16, I believe. We are double-minded people. Double-minded. Because she is dagged if she do and dagged if she don't. So yes, and once you are living for the world, you are tossed and turned. You know, if you are looking for the affection of men, you're looking for it in the wrong place. So I, for my personal prayer is that Simone Biles will, will run to Jesus and get her validation from Jesus, not from the world, not from the Catholic religion, but from Jesus himself. And I could talk on this because we all have our personal Olympics. I told you guys about my health issues. People at my job, wow, Calvin, you're so strong, you're so strong, you're so strong. But they didn't see what I had to do to get up every morning, to come in with a smile on my face. We don't see what this, we don't see what Simone Biles has to do every morning to get up. No one saw me in the morning time, getting about five o'clock in the morning, popping Oxycontin like it's, like it's Tic Tac and smoking blunts before I get to work. I used to go to work high as a kite just to deal with the pain I was in. No one saw that. No one saw that. No one saw what I had to do every single morning to get up, just to look normal, just to appear normal, just to show up for my personal Olympics. No one saw that behind the scenes. And 
the days I was feeling bad, you know, I wore, I took it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I'm still working. I'm still doing this. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a black man. I'm taking care of my family and this, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. Pride, 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 and more pride. But what does the Bible say about pride? Pride comes before the fall. So now I've been out of work for two years since 2019 because I didn't want to get my body right. I had to keep going and keep going and keep going because that's what was expected of me. Oh, I can't quit. I can't take off of work because if I did, oh, I'm weak. I'm not a man. This, that, and the other. Everyone has their personal Olympics that they have to go through. We all struggle with something mentally. We all had to force ourselves to get up and perform on a level that that some, some, some days we can't do it. And then we feel bad that we can't, but we need to understand why. I thank God that I'm talking to someone once a week about the things that I'm going through. Because if I didn't, I'd be in a worse place I'm off now than, than I am now. I thank God for that. Reading the Bible and praying and going back to church, this is helping. It's helping tremendously. Also, being able to talk to my mental health doctor, it even helps. That's the, you know, not the icing on the cake, but that's another layer to where it gives me tools on what I can, you know, on what I'm dealing with. So, Jason Whitlock, I take offense to what you say, my brother. I'm not going to call you a, a waste of space because God created you. But what you said was extremely hurtful, man, and hateful. You have done nothing in your life to warrant anything. The reason why you had the job is because you were, you, were, you were exclusively hired to bash black people. And that's it. The day that you start talking good about black people and start calling out some other people, you will not have that job no more. I guarantee it. I see that you're not on Fox no more. I wonder if Shannon Sharp got you off of there. Shannon Sharp's like, look, you keep this, you keep this, you keep this, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to get in my flesh right now. I'm not going to get in my flesh. But Jason Whitlock, man, you know, you are, you are a disgusting person for, for saying that. Simone Biles, I salute you for putting your mental health first and for not, you're not, it was about you, but you didn't make it about you. We, the media is going to make it about you. The media is going to make it about you. But I'm glad that you put your teammates first. I'm glad you put yourself first, first and foremost, because people don't realize how dangerous gymnastics is. My daughter did gymnastics for almost a year, and I was like, you know what? Um, I seen these girls running and doing all these flips. I'm like, what if they slip? If you're not mentally focused 100%, if you're not zoned in, you're literally playing Russian roulette with your life. You are one slip, one, one microscopic mistake off from the left or to the right 
from being paralyzed for the rest of your life. And she did the right thing. Jason Woodlock, you wouldn't know about that because you probably haven't exercised since you was in the sixth grade. You probably haven't done no exercise until you had to take the, the, um, the um, physical fitness test. So you had the nerve to talk about pressure. You don't, you don't, you don't have that pressure. The only pressure that you have is to make sure that you say what your masters tell you to say. And that's it. And that's it. Let's go to the next slide. So, as I said, athletes are not, not it's not athletes, people, because you're because we're people first. People are not designed to be in high pressure situations on a consistent basis. Our bodies are not made for that type of stress. We're not. This is the reason why athletes, entertainers, uh, the high caliber, they create alter egos. You notice that every high athlete, caliber athlete, high caliber uh, musician, uh, actor, actress, they have these, they have these alter egos. And they allow the alter ego to take over. This is why I was telling you guys last week, like when people become, a, you know, on that elite status, all people say, oh, they, they sold their souls. I told you guys last week, you can't sell your soul because that soul doesn't belong to you because God, that is God's. You can't sell something that God has given you. But what you can do is you can sign a blood contract to allow entities to come in you to perform those feats. Beyonce said the best. She said, when I'm, she said, oh, I don't, I can't do those dance moves. I am totally shy. I'm self-conscious, this, that, and third. But when Sasha Fierce comes out, you know, it's like someone's taking over me and I'm just, I'm just in the passenger seat watching. You guys need to listen to what these people are saying. Half of them are crying out for help. But, but off the simple fact is they grew up with some type of deficit. And we, like I said, weeks ago, if you're growing up with any type of deficit, we use people to get over our shortcomings. So, for example, for me, I can speak to me personally. I grew up with low self-esteem because of my living situation. Because I didn't know my parents. Well, I was, wasn't not good enough. Why, you know, why, why my dad never reached out? Why my mom didn't raise us? X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And then that raises, you know, like I said, you have doubts as, you know, wow, am I good enough? So if I would have, and, and, and I, and that manifested in always trying to be friendly or that manifested me trying to always make people feel comfortable around me, always making jokes, always trying to have people around me, want to be comfortable, um, allowing people in my circle that I knew that was wasn't good for me, but hey, they think I'm cool. They think I'm handsome or whatever. You know what? Come on in. So we use people to overcome our own glitches in ourselves. This is what we do. Simone Biles, she was violated as a kid by a grown man, and it was covered up by the very organization that she's fighting for a gold medal for. And then on top of that, she said it out of her own mouth, like, hey, why am I being punished? 
because I could do things these other people can't. So then you had that aspect as well. As you said, I've been fighting. I am in competition just, just with myself. There's no one, there's no one with me. And then I don't get rewarded for the things that I do because you don't want to, you don't want the field to be so, 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 so far. And then you also got, oh, is it, is it, oh, is it because I'm black? Because I'm pretty sure if Simone Biles was white, they would not do that to her. So I'm sure that came into her head as well. I'm sure behind the scenes, you know, she's like, oh, is this person talking about me? Oh, is this person around me because, because I am Simone Biles? If I, if I wasn't Simone Biles, would they be my friend? We see that with celebrities. We see that with entertainers. Like, you don't know. Matter of fact, we know people that get a position or get a, or get a promotion, and the next thing you know, you got different people around them. Oh, are these people really around me because of me, or are they around me because I have a new or because I have a because I have a new position of 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 power? We know everyone has. We all know people in our lives that have money. Oh, is this person around me because of me, or are they around me because I have money? You know how long how long will it take for them to ask me for something? You know what I mean? The Bible even says it is better to be poor because you don't cause you don't have nothing to worry about. Rich people have, like you know, the song, more money, more problems. And that is the absolute truth. It is scripture-based. If you're rich, you gotta worry about someone kidnapping your family member. If you're poor, you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about that. And the reason why I pulled this, this tiger video, I put I found this Tiger Woods video up because, like I said last week, we as people, we are not designed to handle high. We are not designed to handle consistent high pressure situations like that. If you look at pressure, like for example, if you take, uh, if you are in a submarine made out of aluminum foil, it's only so far you could go deep. But if you are, but unless you harden yourself, then you can go, you can go deeper because then the pressure won't, won't, won't crush you. But in order to harden yourself, there's a process of doing that. And we as people, just how a normal person can't walk up to someone and blow their brains out, but you can do that if you've been programmed and programmed and programmed and, or, or your mood or your brain has been altered to, 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 to thin that veil or to wear away that consciousness. And this is what Tiger Woods has done. And we're going to check this video out. Vietnam, Tiger Woods' father, Earl, had witnessed psyops, psychological operations, wiping soldiers' memories in order to send them into battle. All right, now walk out there. Earl wondered what would happen if he used the same techniques on his son. Ready? Relax. He hired a military psychiatrist who could reprogram Tiger like a computer. This man was Captain Jay Brunzer. Brunzer embarked on a bizarre and extraordinary program to hypnotize Tiger before he played. In a rare interview, Tiger talked about how he would forget whole sections of tournaments. I tend to have these, these blackout moments where I don't remember 
I know I was there. But I don't remember actually performing the golf shot. Brunzer's techniques produced extraordinary results. But is it possible that the great moments we saw, Tiger knew nothing about? I wanted to find out more about this hypnosis. To meet someone who was on the green with Tiger and saw it work up close. We're driving just a couple of miles out of Augusta to a place called Sand Hill, which is basically the Caddy's Ghetto, the Black Caddy's Ghetto. And I'm going there to meet a guy called Tommy Burnt Biscuits, who was Tiger's first caddy. Tommy! Yes. I'm Jack. How you doing? Oh, yeah. He had uh, this Jay Brunzer guy. Jay, Jay was, I think Jay was the man. I don't know what Tiger got rid of it. This man had Tiger hit shots. Like, oh, unbelievable. It was hypnotism. This kid would get his dad out there. Yeah. Like 30, 40 yards right there, Paul. And he hit two and three out around his head, over his head. Dead stand right there. Never would hit it. But that close. So he was hitting all around Earl? All around Earl. Without hitting him? I didn't hit it. It's almost like throwing knives at the circus, exactly. you know that? Exactly. Unbelievable. Never seen anything like that. See? Like I said, Tiger, like, we are not designed. And you can see what's going on with Tiger Woods now. You know, he had those blackouts. He had to use, you know, now he's not, you know, like we see in all our athletes, you know, um, having with Kobe, um, Cristiano, Cristiano, Ronaldo, uh, John Jones, the UFC fighter. I remember watching, uh, was it the uh, UFC fighter thing? And he, he actually told me, yeah, you know, my, my coach would teach me how to, how to sit and meditate and summon old shaman warriors and this, that, and the other. And everyone does it. Those Everyone that's at the elite level, they they um do it and this is where we get the term oh they have sold their souls in reality they haven't sold their souls is that this they are they have made a they made an exchange to allow entities to come in and take over so they can complete whatever task is needed you know and um you have that on every level on every level just not for sports it's not for entertainment you have it in business now um you have business, you have businesses now, you know, they have quiet rooms and say, oh, let's meditate and just see your work day, whatever, whatever. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. You, I might sound crazy saying this, but, you know, um, I, I know it's, I know, I know I'm not, I know I'm not crazy because, you know, trust me, I know. Like, I remember at times when, when I was trying to um, rap and I remember at times, um, I would write a rhyme and it's like, wow, like, 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 where did this come from? Like, I remember one time, like, I was zoned out one time. I looked down and my whole notepad was filled. I'm like, where? I'm like, wow. And that was the last time I, I wrote a rhyme because I felt weird afterwards. So this stuff is real. And mental health is extremely important. And to tie everything together is who is your rock? If your rock is not Christ Jesus, 
then you will go and use people. You will use a gold medal. You will use women. You will use a hypnotist. You will use the applause of people. You will use accolades and 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 things that are perishable to hold on to to validate you. But Paul said those things are perishable. People, these athletes, they train themselves to obtain a crown that is perishable. They beat their bodies into submission to obtain crowns that are perishable. That's why Jesus said, do not store up your treasures on the earth where the moth and the robber could get, but rather store your treasures up in heaven. Where, where, your, where your treasure is, where your heart is at well. Where is where your heart is at well. So where, so where is the affections of your heart placed in? Is it placed on this world or is it placed above things above you? And this is how you know where, because I know my heart was in my job. My validation was in my job. My validation was every two weeks, I got a nice paycheck, a nice paycheck, <laughs> a nice paycheck. My validation was going to work, getting things done. People didn't know how to work, whatever, whatever. I'm in there, bang, it's done. High as a kite. No one knew about it. No one knew what I had to, what I had to, what I had to do. I was, I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning. I'll pop an oxycotton and I'll roll a Dutch master blunt. You know how the vanilla Dutchess, the big Dutchess, the the Palmer joints. I'll smoke a big one of those, take a shower, get dressed, and I'm off to work. By the time I get to work, all my medicine's kicking in, and I am, and I'm, and I'm floating for the rest of the day. And that's what I had to do to get myself up every single day because I, because the world that I was programmed that I'm a man, I can't show weakness, I can't quit, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And it, and it almost cost me my life. So once again, we don't know what could have happened with this woman if she decided to stay on. She could have hurt herself permanently. Then what would have been the headlines? Well, why would you do that for a country that doesn't love you like that anyway? Or what if she didn't, or what if she didn't get hurt, but then she performed poorly and then the USA, Team USA, wouldn't even got a silver or a bronze medal. Let's say they would have got fourth place. Let's say if it all came down to her and she didn't stick the landing and she didn't stick the landing. And then in September, we see TMZ's cameras. She outside drunk and everything. You guys are making fun of her. You go, oh, she done fell off, blah, 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 blah. So we don't, so like we as a people, we, we have ourselves to blame as well. Because we let idiots like Jason Whitlock form and shape our opinion on people that we never met. So, you know, she is responsible for, for her own life as well, but also is that there are, there are things that we are, there are glitches that we are born with, then there are glitches that are put on us as well. And the struggle is how to balance those things and to notice okay this is what i was these are the issues i was born with and these are the issues that was put on me by external forces and what happens is is that 
is that we try to deal with the external stuff rather than deal with the internal stuff first. This is why we always flip. This is why we. This is why we are in the situations that we are in sometimes. You know, but I am praying for Simone Biles. I pray that, you know, that 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 whatever she struggles with personally, privately, that you know that that she will truly lay at at at, at God's feet, and so God can show her how how powerful He is, the God of the Bible, the God of Isaac. Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Not Mary and saying Hail Mary's none of that stuff, but actually going to the God of gods and saying, Lord, I have used all these things and all these material things to cover up a hole that only you can fulfill. Trust me, we have all been there. Some of you guys are going through it now. I have done it. And it's only going to lead you into a deeper, deeper, deeper pit. But God is so faithful and he's so just that he will still, no matter how deep that pit gets, he will, God's arm is not short that he can't save. So there's nothing wrong with going to talk to someone about whatever's bothering you mentally. There's nothing wrong with talking to someone about the childhood things you never got over. There's nothing wrong with talking to someone. It doesn't make you a punk. You're not a coward. You're not a wimp. You're not a female cat. You're not a female dog. You are, you are a human. That's why God said it's not good for man to be alone. He just wasn't talking about this word sex. He was talking about, hey, it's not good to be alone when you're dealing with your issues. It's not good to be alone when you're feeling sad. It's not good to, it's not good to be alone when you're feeling down. It's not good to be alone when you need someone to talk to. Jason Whitlock, man, you are a piece of work, man. You are a piece of work. Why don't you be courageous, courageous, courageous enough and, and actually stick to a diet? Matter of fact, show the world how courageous you are to say no to the Twinkies. Show the world how courageous you are to say no to the ho-hos. Show the world how courageous you are not to eat the high-calorie foods. And show us how courageous you are by the end of this year, you could lose weight without using gastric bypass. Show us how courageous that you are. Show us how disciplined you are so every time when your elbow moves in, in, in a 90-degree in a angle, your mouth doesn't open. Show us how courageous you are. Why don't you inspire a bunch of fat kids and say, hey, I was fat, but now I'm not because I discipline my body. This is my own personal Olympics. And guess what? I got the gold medal. See, that's the problem. You have you have never done anything. Like no one has, no one has to ever, no one had to rely on you. You are a bitter man that's still harboring ill feelings towards the Native African American community because I bet you in your childhood, you, you was always picked last. See, I was never picked last and nothing. I was always in the top five. I was never picked last. But you, my friend, 
you was there because they needed 10 people. In, in order to run a full court, we need 10 people. You were the guy that always took out the ball. Like, like you never got the winning touchdown. You never did anything like that. You were there to block. So Jason Whitlock, you are and you are sorry excuse for a Native African American for you always keep bashing against your own brothers and sisters. I'm not saying that you can't call stuff out, but you know why you had that job. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rant on it no more. Simone Biles, super salute. I pray that um, as a as a community, us Negros could not look at mental health as a weakness, but actually a strength. It's not cool walking around with all these wounds and bleeding on everyone. A lot of dudes out here, you think it's cool to hold stuff in. This is why you guys snap at your kids when they mess. This is why you snap at your kids. That's when they mess up. Because you walk around with all this anger, all this hostility that's built up inside you. Let it go. Be like frozen and let it go. Let it go. Talk to someone. Reach out to a mental health provider and, and, and have that one session. I guarantee you. Like, I was, let me tell you something. When it was when it brought to my attention, hey, Calvin, you should go ahead and do this. I would look at the person like, man, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not crazy. They said, no, nah, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. You're like, yo, you, like, yo, you have been through a lot medically, you know, your lifestyle, you know, um, you know, you, you, you're going through all these changes. You need to talk to someone. You had never talked to someone. And when you got to talk to someone, it felt amazing. God is good. We had to normalize mental health and like, hey, this is the reason why some people could live in a hood and don't see nothing wrong with it. That's 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 mental health. To be okay to live in poverty all your life and see nothing wrong with that, that's mental health. See, as African Americans, native as, as Native African Americans, like we are programmed not to want better for ourselves. Or the ones that are the ones that are doing better, oh, you're trying to be white. Like, no, I'm not trying to be white. It's that I want better for myself. There's nothing wrong with that. In every other community, they they, they don't have that, except for ours. Why is that? <laughs> that's that's next week's show, probably. But listen, Simone Biles, super salute. You know, um, hopefully, you know, you're going to have people on the left and, and on the right on both Ends of the spectrum that's going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to fall in the middle. But I, for one, um, I I love the fact it took up for your mental health. Um, I just want me, my own personal prayer will be that 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 you will run to God and whatever holes that's in your heart, that you will ask him to fill it with his Holy Spirit. And that's 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 my only prayer for you, you know, like you. Like you, like you, like you took the right step. Now you just gotta finish. Now all you gotta do is stick the landing, go before God, ask Him for His Holy Spirit, and He will lead you into all truth. And on that note, we are out. Before we get up out of here, 
don't forget that you can stream on the go. You can consciously climb while on the go. We are on Public Radio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, Anchor, and Pod and Pocket Cast. Make sure you check out your Bizoy, um, Calvin Conscious Climbers. And don't forget that your vice president said this. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do something that's only going to benefit black people. No. So I'm not going to sit here.